And we welcome you back into Morning Drive, ESPN 1025 The Game. Good to have you in live here on a Thursday. Nick Braden, D-Mace, and Marquise. We're at Pete and Terry's Tavern, Bridgestone Arena for the season opener. Home opener of your National Predators tonight as they take on the Minnesota Wild. Our buddy Hal Gill will join us coming up in 30 minutes. Ticket giveaway in about 45, but right now... We go behind enemy lines as the Tennessee Titans host the Buffalo Bills this week. The last couple of years, they've played twice in the last four years. Both times, low-scoring, one-point margins of victory for the Bills. And we get a scouting report on the Bills right now as we welcome in Vic Carucci, who covers the Bills for the Buffalo News. Vic, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Great to be with you. Good to have you in. So can you give us the latest as to your knowledge as to what you know Regarding the quarterback situation, we saw Josh Allen get dinged up against the Patriots. In came Matt Barkley. Uh, gut feeling right now? How do you think that plays out health-wise with the quarterback? Yeah, the, the only thing I would say, I mean, it's so, you know, you're, you're really stepping into if such uncertain territory when we're, when we're talking about concussion protocol because you get literally nothing. I mean, the head coach says he's in concussion protocol and then no, no other real answers about that. Uh, he was limited in practice yesterday. Um, a lot of uh, people who were, the, the portion that was open to media, uh, a lot of folks were just sort of, uh, from the media standpoint, saying, like, man, he's running around. And, and in the individual non-contact stuff, he looked very much like a guy getting ready to play a game, but he did not take the first team reps. That was Matt Barkley all the way through. Uh, teammates said that Josh looked like the, the Josh they know. Um, whatever that means, he's been in meetings. I think today is going to be telling. If he is a non, you know, if he doesn't participate fully today, I'd be inclined to say that he probably wouldn't play. It's hard for me to imagine a young quarterback only having played four games into his second NFL season, uh, not getting a full uh, set of, of reps with the starting unit to prepare for any team, let alone a, a pretty complicated defense that Mike Vrabel runs down there. Now, we saw Matt Barkley come in, and he wasn't um, anything special versus New England. Um, but with a week to prepare, do you think he's much better, if indeed he has to start? Um, and then also, if, the, if that is indeed the case, do they lean heavy on Frank Gore? Yeah, that's you know that I think you're you're at the heart of it because first of all, uh, there, there's a reason we know why certain guys are designated starters and, and why guys are backups and and it's there is a talent gap, physical talent gap that I think uh, uh, obviously favors uh, Josh Allen, but different skill sets. And to your point, uh, you know it's really interesting because coming in as he did uh, last week in the fourth quarter, Barkley against the Patriots, first of all, it's a, it's a, it's a Pats defense that's, that's obviously been amazing. And number one, number two, he, didn't, he was a scout team quarterback all week. Um, he didn't want to use that as an excuse, but it had to contribute to a guy who was pretty limited in the, in the things that he did in that game, um, 9 of 16, 127 yards, and had to pick it to end the game. But last year, 11 days after joining the Bills, uh, from uh, uh, free agency and, and having not started in two years, Barkley was forced in because of an injury to Allen. And, uh, they had put him in the lineup against the Jets, and he was 232 yards, two touchdowns, and led a 41 to 10 victory. I mean, it was an eye-opening. 
performance on the road uh, by a um, by by a quarterback, especially under those circumstances. And he said he had very limited knowledge of the offense. I think he was going on instinct a lot. He didn't know about calls, checks, audibles. Uh, I shouldn't say he didn't know, but he but he certainly didn't have the grasp that he does now. So to answer your question in a long-winded way, full week of prep for him, if that's what it is, would I would think it's a it's a better Barkley probably than you saw. But again, a guy who's not doesn't have the mobility, uh, and I think that's a factor. And and as Mike Vrabel was telling you guys down there, or telling the media down there in his press conference, I heard him say, you know, you, you prepare for both, and you basically I think have to have two two different thoughts with both guys. Defensively, a lot of us saw how good this team could be. You know, coming into the season, it, it looked like one of the better defenses in the AFC. Some of us on this show have been telling everybody about how good the Bills could be this year. Um, and my question is, where? why have they been so good? And number two, where is the area of concern? If you were, you know, advising another team to attack them, where would you advise them to attack? Yeah, um, so why has it been so good? Let's start with that. Ten returning starters from a year ago and the 11th guy of course missing is Kyle Williams and he's we know his story veteran player iconic in in Bill's history uh and and one of the better in in his position I think through the years um he retired so but they turn around and draft Ed Oliver from Houston you know about him uh in an active I think uh you know penetrating inside type of player who has helped that uh, interior defensive front a whole lot. Um, and I think overall that's one thing. I think the front seven being playing pretty strong. The back end has been uh, probably the overall, if I had to put them side by side, front seven, back end. Back end gets the edge. All four players are sound and solid. Both safeties, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, are as, as good as I think you'll find in the league as a pairing. Uh, Tredavious White, excellent corner on one side, and an underrated guy on the other side is Levi Wallace. Walk on at Alabama, undrafted free agent, has played exceptionally well. Um, and I think that those are those are all strengths. Uh, I, I would say uh, the linebacking core has been very strong as well. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, a first-round pick from a year ago, Virginia Tech, uh, has has been better than I think his numbers showed. He really was more noticeable against the Patriots, but I've maintained, and I saw this on Pro Football Focus, his grading is far better than his rookie year, and it's been that way through all four games, even though a lot of folks were saying, where where was he through those first three? Just, you know, not seeing big plays. Matt Milano, another linebacker, uh, strong, and then Lorenzo Alexander, the longtime vet. I would say to you that, you know, the best way it looks to me like teams that, that can get be persistent running the football. That's why Derek Henry intrigues me this week, how he's utilized and staying patient with the run. I feel teams have gotten away. Now, New England didn't have much of a running game. I think that could have made the difference and helped Tom Brady a lot more than it did. He was struggling, but the defense did a good job. So be patient against the run. And, and then, you know, the, the dimensions that um, Marcus uh, has – Inter- Mariota has as far as his his ability to move around is is a weapon uh, and it'll keep that defense off balance but if he's if if there's a lot of running by him this defense is fast enough athletic enough to I think handle it 
Vic, we always appreciate the time and the insight. Thank you so much for stopping by. My pleasure, guys. See you Sunday. You got it. Vic Carucci covers the bills for the Buffalo News as we go behind enemy lines here on Morning Drive. And a, a guy that maybe SEC fans could be somewhat familiar with to focus in on Sunday because he played at Ole Miss, the Bills' tight end, Dawson Knox. Yeah, he's really popped off the, the, the page for me the last two games. He had the huge play two games ago where he caught a big pass down the left sideline and and sort of he did the old uh, ran, ran over a guy, stiff-armed a guy, and then jumped over a guy. And, and you're just going, what, what did I just watch? Holy cow. Uh, and then last week he has this unbelievable diving catch down the sideline where he's making big plays. So he's, he's averaging 18 yards a catch. Uh, and he, he's a guy, Titans, t- the Titans have struggled against tight ends over the last few years, not only under Dean Pease but Dick LeBeau. And then last week, Austin Hooper has a bunch of productive receptions. So I, I think Dawson Knox is a name to keep an eye on. I'm not sure how much, Derek, anybody else on this offense truly scares you, but he has been a nice, young, athletic piece for the Bills through three weeks. Um, that I think through four weeks that I think is going to be have to somebody they they attest to attest for. I mean, other than I mean, they're going to have to as <laughs> as old as you know we kid around about Frank Gore. Uh, he had 100 yards last week. Um, I think on like 17, 18 carries. Um, so they're going to lean heavy, I believe, on what he's able to do in the run game because he's been able for some reason to devi- defy. Um, you know, the age, and he's been able to do it consi- more consistently than a lot of backs out there. Um, they're going to have to worry about Brown, his speed. Um, but other than that, I mean, if they can find a way to keep uh, Frank Gore in check, meaning the Titans defense, um, I think it makes them one-dimensional, and, and, and I trust in Dean Pease that he won't allow Matt Barkley to beat him through the air. Um, I just gotta believe that. Uh, basically, you know, you know, basically what they did last week tells me, you know, that they're not gonna let Brown and and, and that cast beat them through the air. If, if Buffalo's going to win, it's gonna have to be with defense or running the football. Okay, we've got our buddy Hal Gill's gonna join us at the bottom of the hour. But up next, I've got five questions. We will go on the record with the Nashville Predators. Five different themes for this upcoming season as the puck drops tonight. We'll get to those on the other side of Morning Drive, live at Pete and Terry's Tavern here on ESPN 1025 The Game. All right, welcome back into Morning Drive, ESPN 1025 The Game. This morning we are live, Pete and Terry's Tavern at Bridgestone Arena. Nick Braden, D-Mace, and Marquise. And a reminder, Predators fans, if you are attending the game tonight, and of course for all 41 home games, remember to follow Bridgestone Arena's New clear bag policy. For details, visit BridgestoneArena.com under the Arena Policies tab. Uh, one addition, too, by the way, um, after touring the, the tap house up there, up, upstairs, that thing's really cool. But w- one of the things, we've already had people talk about this uh, on Twitter today, you can bring in a clear plastic bottle, and they will have bottle filling stations now in the arena all over the place so you can fill up on water which means you're not forking out five, six, seven bucks for water. You're not drinking out of a fountain where you never know who's been drinking out of the fountain with you. A really just very simple thing that the Preds have done that, like, when I go to an airport, mm-hmm. the fact that they've got those bottle filling stations at airports, like, changes the way you fly. You don't have to worry about spending money. You just bring your bottle in, and you fill it up, and you can stay hydrated all game, you know, because smart drinkers 
Beer, water, beer, water, beer, water. You alternate so that you don't feel bad the next day. It's just smart strategy, Cotton. Exactly, and I always stay clear liquids. I go Tito's, water, water, Tito's, Tito's, water, back to Tito's, back to water. Tito's, Tito's, water. Whatever your drink of choice is. Tito's, I go to the bar and I get my brown water in one hand and I get my water in the other, and now I don't have to do that. I can just fill up my bottle. Stay hydrated, Nashville, okay? Exactly right. All right, so Hal Gill will join us, bottom of the hour. Uh, the big finish coming up at 945. We'll get to the Thursday night football game as well, which is a really good one this week. But I've got five questions for you guys. Ooh. These are themes we've discussed in the off season. They are things we will revisit over the course of the regular season. But let's go on record and get some thoughts here. Number one, question one of my five Preds questions. Matt Duchesne will achieve a high approval rating from the fan base and meet expectations this year. Ooh. Yes? No? I will say yes that he will that he will uh the, what's the first half Ach- uh achieve at a high level? High approval rating. I think he will achieve a high approval rating. I don't know if he is I don't think it's possible to live up to their standards because I think they have inflated standards of this. Right? They've been chasing mm-hmm. Matt Duchesne for two and a half years. They think he's going to come in and win three Stanley Cups and 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 an MVP because he's just been so sought after. I think it's almost hard to live up to that standard. But I think he's going to have a good season and be a very productive member of the team. If that does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it all depends on you know, like it's the st- what is the standard? Is it him coming in and him being that one guy that puts them over edge and wins Stanley Cup and he's going to be terrific? I mean, that's a high standard to live up to right. for one individual player because we know it's a team sport and we know how the natural predators operate. Um, so I don't think he can ever reach that, but I think he will have a good season. But you, you know what's interesting is, you know, throughout the summer and when free agency was going on, like I demanded you need to get this guy. You cannot come up empty, much like the regular season in the playoffs. It's cup or bust. I said on this show many times that it was Duchesne or bust. But you also have to keep in, keep this, and I, I need to remind myself of this as well, he's not Wayne Gretzky. He's not a top five right. player. He's right. not a top ten player. Right. He's a good player, but he is not the savior. No, I, I agree. Um, the, if the power plays better, their offensive numbers are better, and he is a productive player, I, I think that's what you're expecting. I, I don't, you know, I don't think, like, you. it's a great, he is not Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby level of talent. That's not, that, like, fa- very few people are. So that, that's maybe what I mean by I think the fans expect that because they've been, mm-hmm. they've been lusting after this player for two years that it's not really, like, He's, he's a really good player. He's a really good talent. If he gets to 70 points, he will have had an exceptional season for this team. I still think there's people out there that are like, no, he's got to have 100 points. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, fan, yeah. fans sometimes have you know, inflated ideas of what should or shouldn't happen. And so I think, I think it's almost the bar is so high that it's almost unfair to him. Is he going to be an incredibly important piece to this team? Yes, absolutely. All right, second question. Kyle Turris will return to respectability. I, uh, I I think he I don't think he returns to like sixty one points good which is I think his career high I think he returns to twenty goals maybe twenty five thirty assists can he get to forty five points I, I think he returns to being a productive member of the roster I also predict that he is not on this team when they enter the playoffs uh, okay so you uh, have him moving before the deadline. I think if he's which would mean he's more of a liability than not necessarily. He could because he starts producing better and plays better. He is more valuable on the trade market and therefore can get more in return 
And so David Poyle then f- sees that that's the growth and gets out from the contract, gets rid of him, and maybe actually gets something in return. Because, frankly, if Tolvanen and Pitlick are ready to go, they already have seven fo- top six forwards as it is with Craig Smith and, and Duchesne added now, Granlund. I, I just think there's space to move him, and they've got enough centers. So If he... I think he comes back to form, uh, whatever. I think he plays much better than he did last year. Yeah. Um, and with that being the case, I don't think they move him. I think they wait to after the season, um, especially if the season's going well. I don't think they want to disrupt, disrupt anything that's going on with the season unless there's injury involved. I think if he's playing well, um, those lines are playing well, then I think Lavi and Poyle keep status quo moving into the playoffs. Now, could they possibly in the trade deadline get someone else, um, just a bigger body? And we talked about it earlier. Yes. But if he's playing well, I think they ride it out until the season's done. And then they decide whether they need to make a change or not. Okay. Next question. Victor Arvidsson will eclipse his goal total, which was a career high last season. Keep in mind, he missed a handful, I believe, over 20 games last year. Which is the Predator single-season all-time goal-scoring record. Um, I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tall ask. Um, he is totally capable of it. I would say another 30-goal season is a reasonable expectation. To get to 35 or 40, that's asking a lot. I don't think you need that from him. I think you need 30. And so I'll say no, he doesn't jump past 34. Uh, I don't think he will. Um I think last year uh, was sort of one of those peak years. Um, and had he played, you know, had he not missed the the game that he missed, he would have scored more goals. But I think now he has that bullseye on him, and teams are going to start to wear on him, um, as they did in the playoffs. And teams are going to find a way to neutralize him um, because he's like that spark plug for the Nashville Predators. And if they can neutral and kind of take him out a little bit, and make everybody else beat him. But I don't. I think teams are going to start to say now, you know what, we're going to put pressure on him. And we're, he's not going to be the reason that we, that, that we lose a game. And, and let's, be, let's also be fair, if Forsberg is playing on the, another line, mm-hmm. that, takes attention to, that, that adds attention to Arvidsson on, on mm-hmm. the line with Johansson, which maybe makes it harder to score goals. So maybe there's a natural slight regression there too. If Forsberg ends up playing with Duchesne, mm-hmm. For most of the season. Okay, fourth question of the five. The Jofa line plus Matt Duchesne and Roman Yossi, a four-by-one approach on the first power play unit, will result in a top ten power play in 2019-2020. Top ten. I say top 15. Yeah, that's not top ten. Top top half of the league. Yeah, top half of the league, but not a top ten. Here we go. I'm going to make the Preds comparison, power play comparison to the Titans offensive line. How about this? Last year, dead last in the NHL, worst power play. Mm -hmm. Right now, the Titans offensive line, one of the five or six worst in the NFL. But... Taylor Lewan, Nate Davis come back. They they go from 27th or whatever they're they would be ranked right now to like 14th. Right? They're not one of the best. They're not one of the top 10, but they're they're clearly improved. That's what I think happens. I don't think they go from dead last in the NHL to top 10, but I think they will be far more respectable. And I'm with Derek. I think you know 13th, 12th, 13th in the NHL in power play. I think would be a would be totally. Something you would take if you're Laviolette. Okay, final question. Rem Pitlick and or Ellie Tolvanen will be on the playoff roster when we get to April? Uh, both. 
because the roster expands. Mm. But I, I absolutely I, – I think they both will be on the roster at some point during the regular season. The question is, is it because of injury? Is it because they've played well enough? Have they earned a starting spot? Were they given a starting spot because someone's out? You know, there's some – I don't really know. You're almost guaranteed to need backups. You're almost guaranteed one of your top six forwards is going to miss a big chunk of time because it's the NHL. But they're all on the roster for, for the playoffs because I think you can carry 50 people on your roster in the playoffs. So yeah. I think they're almost all going to be on the active roster. I think point. they're there for the playoffs. But it, it, I think in a perfect world um, during the season, no, because then no one gets hurt. Everyone's playing well. The team's doing well. And they're more of a an insurance policy for the playoffs that you can bring them up then for the playoffs. But you, I mean, they're good players, but you just hope you don't need them because if you don't need them right now during the season, that means everyone's doing their job and we haven't had any major injuries. Okay, coming up next, we will have our first weekly appearance by Hal Gill. Skillsy will join us after this on Morning Drive live from Pete and Terry's. And by the way, you got about 15 minutes left to register for the tickets for tonight's game against the Wild. Just stop on out. We will announce a winner coming up at 945. Guys, the Internet, you need it almost every minute of the day because, hey, you've got shows to stream like this one, emails to reply to, and all the LOLs, the lulls of the world. You've got to get those. got to smash that like button right there. That's why you need Xfinity. You can get the fastest, most reliable Internet with gig speeds available so you can get online and get down to business faster. And Xfinity delivers enhanced network security so all your connected devices are protected. Get instant alerts when, you're, when strangers are trying to hop on your Wi-Fi network. Set curfews and parental controls. Pause your Wi-Fi at dinner time. That's Life with Xfinity, the best Internet provider in America, according to speedtest.net. Now, that's simple, easy, and awesome. Get started with Xfinity Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement, or get four times the speed for just $10 more a month for 12 months. Plus, add enhanced network security. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Requires EcoBill and AutoPay. Offer ends 1-7-2020. Holy cow, it's 2020. Restrictions apply. New performance starter, 25 megabits per second. Internet customers only. Equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change after term. Regular rates supply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Rolling on live here on a Thursday edition of the show. It's Nick Braden, D-Mace, Marquise. It is morning drive. Pete and Terry's Tavern, Bridgestone Arena. I love our audience. It's the best. Pretty good story. Pretty good story. Can't share it on the air, but a pretty good story. Oh, we can share. One of our one of our audience's uh, kindergarten nephews was mooning a teacher. Sounds like one of my kids. Anywho. Oh, kindergartners. Let's welcome in our man, Skillsy Hal Gill, for his first weekly appearance here on Morning Drive. And, of course, he is brought to you by Puckets. Skillsy, happy opening day. How you doing, pal? I'm doing great. What a, what a great feeling to finally be here. It feels like it's been a long time since we had a game day. So, so how, I, was, I was talking with uh, C-Mace last night, and he kind of picked up on this too and agreed with me. So I'd like to see what you've gauged and gained from being around the team during camp. And it feels like there's a bit of an edge to this team, maybe a quiet edge, a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder, maybe a greater understanding of the gravity of, of, of the challenges that they face. Have you picked up on any differences, sort of the personality of the locker room this year versus maybe years past? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I, I think it's it's still early to tell where, what the makeup is of the team is and where they stand and how much bite they have in them. But they certainly were frustrated with last year. I feel like last year was was a tough one for a lot of reasons, uh, a lot of individual struggles. Uh, they still were a great team. Like you know, they still 
you know, win the division. They're, they're awesome, but it, something wasn't quite right. And so I know that in talking to Roman Yossi, he's, he's very clear that it, they need to be better. They need to compete. And, and they talk a lot about taking it game by game. And I think that's, you know, that's the only way you can do it is take it game by game. But, uh, yeah, maybe a little extra sting after last season wasn't what they wanted. Skillsy, it looks like Philip Forsberg will certainly be on that second line paired with Matt Duchesne and Mikel Grandlin this year. From a standpoint of the first line and breaking up Jofa, when you look at Craig Smith in that third spot or Kyle Turris in that spot, give us the pros and cons of both Smitty and Turris stepping into that first line. What do what What is the difference between those two players on the wing going along with Johansson and Victor Arvidsson? All right, well, first of all, you're going to upset a lot of people, uh, at least three people that are going to be on the second line because I don't know if there is a second line. I think they're looking at this as both guys, both lines are looking at as as line one. And that's that's a good thing to have is that competition. Um, I think they're both going to be fighting for ice time, which is which is great. You want that competition. Um it, it's, it depends on how Smith, with Smith or Turris, however they, they structure with Johansson and Arvidsson, you know, Smith is more of a driving guy. He's going to crash the net. So you really have Arvey and Smith crashing and banging and, and heavy on the forecheck. Uh, whereas with Turris, it allows a, a little more playmaking with Johansson, I would say. So um, it, it doesn't change up the, that line, uh, depending on how Brett wants to go with it, uh, that's another competition that's, you know, there's a lot of guys that want to play uh, with, with you know, really with all four of those guys. You look at Arby and Joey, I'd, everyone would love to play with them. And then you look at Duchesne and uh, Phillip, uh, Granlin's playing with them. If they have some chemistry, that could be deadly. So, I think this competition that they have within the team is is going to drive that fight that we were talking about earlier. I think it's going to be a, a good, healthy competition. I played with with Crosby and Malkin, and they look across the room and they know, like this guy's edging me out here. Who's number one? Who's top dog? And they have that internal struggle and battle with each other. Uh, that made for a better team. Now, Hal, we discussed uh, right before we had you on the whole the Matt Duchesne and whether he can live up to the expectations that not necessarily the club has, but that the fans, because this is a guy that, you know, Lavi and, and Paul have been covenant for the last couple of years, and they finally get him. And, and I think a lot of people think, you know, all of a sudden this is the team that's going to win because of this one guy. Uh, do you think he can live up to that expectation, or what do you expect from him? What can he do? Um, to make everyone else around him better. Uh, we could, yeah, it's 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 funny because you know when I was playing in Nashville, I don't think the expectations were ever you know Predators fans were were happy. They loved the game. They wanted a team that would compete. And uh, things have changed, right? I mean, it, it, you got to perform. Um, you know, I compare it to you know Benino came in and everyone wanted him wanted this this great flashy, you know, second-line center 
Danino has been great for this team. He's been awesome, uh, so reliable defensively, and you know maybe he flies under the radar. Matt Duchesne is not flying under anyone's radar. He's an eye popper. So uh, if you're expecting big things, uh, the average fan that's looking out there is going to be like, "Whoa, this guy is awesome." And I think with Forsberg, with the way he's playing with him and the exchanges and the the attacks off the rush and the cycles down low, uh, it's all it's all fun to watch. So I, I think uh, you know he's going to live up to the ex- expectations, and he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And uh, you know I think I think people are going to be gasping when they see him play out there, which is which is fun. I think that's what the fans want. Um, you know, David and, and Brian Poyle last night saying all the right things about the Yossi deal, you know, that they're they're working on it. They're, they hope that it happens soon. Yossi saying all the right things, of course, uh, on, on uh, Darren Donick and Chase yesterday about, how, hey, you know, it's it's it, I know it's a talking point, but we're working on it. Just from a human element standpoint, I know that they all say all the right things that, hey, we're just focused on hockey. We're focused on the next game and that's all they can be. But, but how hard is it as a player to, to know that there's this really massive life altering thing that's going to happen in your life that that changes your family's fortunes forever how do you just put that aside and try to continue to focus on your job i I just i just find the human side of that to be very difficult to to deal with yeah you're right it's it's uh yeah it's it's always in the back of your mind but um you know I, i think what people have to realize is uh it's 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 a small window to make to make bang on your buck and and Roman Yossi is, uh, in my opinion, he, he's the best defenseman in the game. I, you know, I get to watch him a lot, and and the things he does are are outrageous. He he deserves big money. Now, I know David Poyle is is throwing out the no state tax, and that they're, you know, you can throw, a, hey, take a hometown discount because you played here, and we helped you develop, and and there's all these things, and and he's right, but Roman Yossi deserves big money, and. I know everyone says, uh, you know, I hear people go, well, what's the difference? You make $8 million and make $9 million. Well, the difference is a million, a <laughs> million dollars. Uh, so you have to be careful when you're saying, uh, what are they arguing about? Why, why is it such a big deal? Because it, it, it's a big deal. You, you know, you, you want to be paid. And, and obviously, uh, Roman Yossi wants to be considered the best defenseman. He's out there trying to be the best defenseman in the game. Um, I think he's up there, so he should be paid accordingly, and that's just getting market value. And and uh, he's really pushed the pace on market value. So I, I really think they they do need to pay him. Um, will he take probably less than he deserves? I think he probably would, but but it's not going to be much less, and and uh, that has to be figured out. So uh, as you're playing through that, does it and do your back in mind? Sure. I mean it's. It's your livelihood. It's what you do. Um, but I, I think the passion of the game. Once you once you get into the game, once you you start playing, it's it's all about being a kid and going out and playing. Skillsy, great stuff as always. We appreciate the time. We'll chat again next Thursday. Have a great broadcast tonight. Can't wait. It's going to be a good one. Thanks, you guys. Hal Gill, Preds Radio Analyst, brought to you by Puckets. And obviously, with Minnesota coming into town tonight, you think of Kevin Fiala coming back, Ryan Hartman coming back. But they made a little bit of a move, maybe not a Duchesne-level splash in free agency, but they signed Matt Zuccarella in the offseason. Uh, and I saw a stat last night on the telecast for Washington and St. Louis 
Only three. Not a shots on goal stat. Correct. Okay. They don't. They, they you know okay. they omit those because they don't care okay. because they're idiots. <laughs> um, but the uh, there's only three goalies in the NHL the last five years to record thirty or more wins. One was Braden Holpe. Two was Pekarene. Three, Devin Dubnik. Devin Dubnik. Yeah, and what's interesting is Vegas odds on winning the Central Division is basically Dallas, Winnipeg, Nashville, uh, Chicago, St. Louis, Colorado. Those six teams all have basic, I mean, almost an equal chance to win the division, according to Vegas. And Minnesota is like 10 times behind everybody else. You know, if they're all plus 300, plus 400, Minnesota's like plus 1,700. And it's just very strange that Minnesota is clearly viewed as one of the, as the worst, clearly the worst team in this division, at least at this stage. Of course, St. Louis was in last place, fired its coach, and had a rookie goaltender and won a cup. So, you know, that, that the story of last Which year means is... Minnesota's going to win a cup. <laughs> and Minnesota's had stretches. Like, you know you're going to get a stretch of hockey from Minnesota where they are playing really good hockey. They almost always do. There's in, in large part due to that that goaltender, but you know I just it, it's the one team in the division that people just don't seem to have any expectation for, which of course means they'll win the whole thing. But it, it, everyone else has a ton of expectation. Everybody else, um, and and I think rightly so, except for Minnesota. So it doesn't mean anything for tonight. It means you're at home. It's the home opener. Go out and take care of business. Okay, coming up next, before we get to the big finish, we will announce our random drawing winner to get a pair of pick, uh, tickets for the Predators and the Wild tonight. We've got our big box right here. We're going to stick the hand in the box and pull out a winner. So stay what? tuned. That is coming up next from Pete and Terry's Tavern as D-Mace. I think D-Mace is actually going to do the no, drawing. No, I I, I, we'll, we'll get, uh, we'll get. No, I'm going to do the drawing. No, let's get some Pete and Terry people here to do no, it. No, I'm going to do the drawing. Come on. I'm gonna do the draw. Why are you so selfish? Yeah. That's not being selfish. These receivers. How do? We, but how can we trust that he's gonna do it uh, genuinely? Easy. That's because I'm a trustworthy guy. How we trust? How we know they're gonna do it? How we trust them? Man, I no. Uh, uh-uh, uh. I'm doing. This it. man right here has been serving me drinks for th- five years. I trust. He him. hadn't been serving me drinks. Well, you don't trust my word? No. It's because you don't drink. All you do is drink protein <laughs> you, you sip, You sip on Grand Marnier. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, we're back after this live from Pete and Terry's Tavern. That is correct. Time for the big finish. We do it each and every day at 945 here on Morning Drive. And Braden Gall is brought to you by Nashville Soccer Club. Get your MLS tickets for the inaugural season today. Go to NashvilleSC.com. NashvilleSC.com. Okay, before we get to the rewind and what is on tap tonight, Derek Mason is ready to draw the random winner from everybody that stopped out this morning to sign up and register to win a pair of tickets for the Preds of the Minnesota Wild tonight, D Mace. I don't trust this man. It's going into the box. Before I do whoa, this, whoa, the whoa. the over under of the kids staying for the full game. Two periods, yeah. Oh, the, for the over two, under for two periods. Two, two yeah. five year olds, under under. Okay. Yeah. I took two under periods. minus one forty five. So you think you think you're out of there before <laughs> the second period's done? <sighs> it's possible. It's, it's better than a coin flip. Well, here's okay. the question: what what forces you out? 
Like from oh, the kids, like just are they exhausted? Are they tired? Are they loud? Are they cranky? Like what? What is it that forces the decision? Them ruining my enjoyment of watching the game. <laughs> so it's just general overall blitz pressure yeah. from the children. So like okay. tomorrow when we break down this game, you guys can give the analysis. I'll just be in recovery mode <laughs> for my children. But you, if you do leave, he will be listening to it. Oh yeah, for on one oh two five the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what do we got? All right, here we go. Uh, there we go. Chris. Bowler, you are the winner. You got two tickets to tonight's yeah. game. Bowler, they not will, Kyle Bowler, they will Bowler be, but Chris Bowler. They will be. At, <laughs> they will be at will call tonight, so you don't even have to come down. They're just going to be waiting for you, man. Absolutely. Congratulations, Chris Bowler. Sweet Bowler. Yeah, I didn't not even Kyle. What? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Exactly. exactly. Is that an Al Bundy reference? Could be. <laughs> Let's get to the morning drive. Billy no, Rewind. Oh my. <laughs> And we welcome you into Morning Drive, ESPN 102.5 The Game, as we are broadcasting live this morning from Pete and Terry's Tavern. The season opener, the home opener, as the puck drops on the Preds 2019-2020 season. Boys, happy Thursday, happy opening day. Guaranteeing victory for the Nashville Predators tonight. Guaranteeing it. Automatic W. Guaranteed victory. Going to the Stanley. Ugh. <laughs> Morning, D. How you doing, man? Uh, Good to be back with you. Damn that. <laughs> well, you don't think I'm being serious, do you? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he had nothing to say to that one. Prediction time, huh? Yeah, I mean, Nick. The Pirates go 82 and 0. <laughs> Pecorine wins every award. Yossi wins every award. The whole team win awards. I think Yossi's going to win, you know, best forward, best goaltender, best, you know, coach of the year probably. Like, he'll probably win all of them. It's going to be. They're going to go 89% on the power play. I'm, I'm convinced they'll set a new record. It'll be a new record. Man. <laughs> it's going to be a Predapalooza tonight. <laughs> All right, here's what we have <laughs> Wait, coming that, that, up. That wasn't our content? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know what to say to all that. <laughs> but anyway. Can't, that can't hold the, hold the whole show for four hours? You guys want a uh, prediction right out of the gate here on opening day? You guys want it? I'll give it to you right now if you want it. you got to ask nicely. Is the prediction I, going to change? No. The day? This, one, <laughs> this one is completely locked in. Every hour it's new. Because <laughs> I, was, I was ready for some pucks and sticks last night, so I put out a bunch of predictions on Twitter. And you gambled on the Capitals. And I gambled on the Capitals, <laughs> and I won. Now, here's the one that I think Preds fans will like, and I think there's a reason and motivation behind this. Roman Yossi is going to win the Norris Trophy this year. I looked at the odds to win the Norris Trophy. There's only five players with better odds, and the only guy seeking big-time money, long-term contract, financial motivation, is Roman Yossi. Lock it in today, Preds fans. Roman Yossi's winning the Norris Trophy. If you think Roman Yossi is the reason you are going to win a cup, if he is the deciding factor, that's how important he is, Give him the extra million dollars. Yeah, sign him. If you if you like if you think he's that good and he's top five defenseman and you can't win a cup without him, what? It's funny sign money. Him. Give him the extra million bucks. Like who cares at that point? Well, it's not funny money in hockey because you get it all. In well, football, well, right. it could be. Funny I just money. I just mean yeah. it's not that like from a fan's perspective. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's none of our money. Yeah. Like give it to him. You know, man. Like, I mean he's yeah. here. You see that in D Mace's voice? Did you hear that? He picked the wrong sport. He's like, yeah, I should play the NHL. All that yeah, money. It's not funny money in the NHL or, or baseball or, or basketball. basketball. It ain't funny money. 
Dimes, if you would have played in the NHL, would you have worn a heating pad in your uniform? <laughs> yeah, you damn right. <laughs> in, your, in your girdle? In your exactly. girdle? <laughs> Boy, Derek put a lot of weight on in the back end this year. Yeah, it's Derek, just a heating Derek pad. Derek got that booty. <laughs> uh, just a heat pad, don't worry about it. <laughs> Actually, my rump is just a little chilly on the ice, guys, uh, so... You can tell that he's got a little juice to him, and I think uh, when you bring that type of player into the the offense with with some juice and excitement, it's going to kind of carry that over to other guys as well. Do you think he was he knew what he <laughs> I was don't doing? Think he was. <laughs> first, I think at first when he said he didn't know what he was doing, but then he heard himself and said juice. Uh, let me yeah, let me go with it. <laughs> All right. So that, that was Marcus Mariota yesterday saying Taylor Lewan's got a little juice to him. D-Mace yesterday, he put on his lab coat, he grabbed his goggles, he took out his scalpel, he went into the laboratory, and he's ready for another <laughs> D-Mace dissection. 85, what did you see on the All-22? 85, what's live? Pump it up a little bit. The news is giving me that juice. The autumn wind is a wide receiber. <laughs> From I'm Detroit. Channeling channel my inner Marcus Mario. There's a lot Thank of juice you. to Derek Mace. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa. What school brings him to giving Who you down there? MD, absolutely. <laughs> And we welcome in the head coach of your Nashville Predators, Mr. Peter LaViolette. You know, ultimately, we have to win hockey games. I don't think that you can stick with something and, you know, start the first 10 games with one win and then still say that you're going to stay with it. So I think success, not only from a line standpoint, but from a team standpoint, I feel like that drives drives what you do on a daily basis. And if that line is fine and success and our team is successful and there's still balanced scoring that comes with that, then you continue to look at it longer. If you feel like the, the game's being played the right way and your team's getting the results, it, it, it affords you the luxury of staying with things longer. With our buddy Joe Rexrode from The Athletic. I mean, why would Fulmer volunteer that last night? I mean, he wasn't put on the spot like, you tell us right now, Philip, are you coaching or not? He volunteered. Of course he's going to say, oh, I believe him through it. That's one of the mill stuff from an AD. But why is he volunteering that his coaching days are done? So that in three weeks he can say, yeah, just kidding, everybody. You know, I just fired through and I'm the coach. I just think it's a, it's a cockamamie theory. And I understand there are people out there talking about it. People who know stuff are talking about it. But I've never bought it for a second. Can I explain to the audience what you had to do with these, uh, you know, going to this kindergarten class yesterday? Yeah, I went to the daughter's kindergarten for two hours. It felt like 20 hours. Watched uh, <laughs> 20 kids wreak havoc on a uh, 25-year-old teacher who, for some reason, enjoys doing that day in and day out. Uh, it would lead me to drink Tito's until I anyway. keel over, but more respect to them. I say all the time, if, if you are contemplating with your significant other having a child and you are unsure of whether or not you are prepared or ready to have a child, go tour a daycare of two-year-olds. It will be the greatest contraception on the planet. Florida man has been busted for snipping. Florida man. Yeah, basically. Breaking <laughs> lines, breaking the the brake lines <laughs> off of electric scooters in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, what? Florida. He basically snipped a total of 20 electric scooters. Uh, well, I mean, if you get snipped, you are done. That's no, not, not really. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, you can go. You can get that thing reversed. Yeah. I've been investigating, Nick. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to get, no, I'm not going down that I'm, route. I'm, I've been investigating. I'll be going down that route shortly. Uh, <laughs> I want to be able to break. Two's <laughs> enough for me. I want to be able to break when I need to. <laughs>
right, that is the Morning Drive Daily Rewind. Uh, no time to actually get to what we learned today, but quickly. <laughs> Derek's uh, yelling at, at Willie. Yeah, I'm yelling at Willie behind me. <laughs> here, here is what we do have on tap for you uh, at 4.02 p.m. today. Exactly. The Braves and the Cardinals on ESPN 94.9 Game 2, NL. DS. Also, obviously, tonight, the Predators in the Wild. Puck drop shortly after 7 o'clock here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. And if hockey or baseball are not your thing, Thursday Night Football, the Rams and the Seahawks. Fun time of year, man. A lot it of is. good stuff, man. Great stuff. Darren, Donick, and Chase coming up next live from Pete and Terry's Tavern. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We will talk to you tomorrow as we get you ready for the Bills, Titans, Vols, and Georgia. And, of course, breaking down the Predators and the Wild. On ESPN 1025 The Game. Mainly DJ Nash.